Let's Read Movies. Episode 6. Of our Angels in America-thon. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> it comes out easier than you'd think. Yeah, after four bottles of wine. We stay hydrated, though. We went through, like, three bottles of sparkling water, too. No, yeah, I don't. Like, I, I don't we were I, responsible. I don't feel like Ate I'm going to fall over at, the, at any point. No, it's like we ordered Thai food. Like, if you're going to drink all day, I think we did it the right way. Yeah. Drink all day. Do it the right way. Yeah. The X-rated way. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. So, got a little emotional on this one. I know. And and so, I'm you know, I'm going to jump to it. What made you cry, Matt? It's that last speech that Prior Walter gives. Like, usually I get teary-eyed when Harper's giving the speech about... Like when she's in the plane, right? And like she has the dream about the souls of like everyone who's died of plague and pestilence, and their souls go upward like skydivers in reverse, and they join wrists and ankles, and they form these three atom oxygen molecules to repair the ozone layer. And it's this beautiful illustration that like, or or idea that like no one dies in vain. That like. Every person who dies, like, in a small way, sparks positive change. Like, that's the way that I've always read it. And usually I get teared up at that. And this time I was like, oh, it's a good speech. But, like, I didn't tear up at it. But when Prior Walter's, like, looking right at the camera, talking right to the audience, and he he's talking about how much pain and suffering he went through, but that it didn't kill him and that it won't. It, w- it won't be the last of him and it won't be the last of, of, of all of the people like him. Like, it just got too much for me. Like, I'm tearing up right now. <laughs> this has been an emotional ride. It really was. Like, I just, I, like, whew. It just, like, I don't know. It, like, really hit me this time. Yeah. And maybe it's because we're watching a movie about living through a plague while living through a plague. Wow, this is something I wanted. To, I've been meaning to bring <sighs> up. You, you're the one who picked this, and one reason you mentioned off pod is because like we've been living through a literal plague. So, well, part of it is I just thought that it would be topical. Oh, (laughs) oh, like contagion. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like we started out the pandemic doing contagion. And now that like, we're not like on the other side of it, but like there's a vaccine now there's like light at the end of the tunnel. Like we're getting to the other side of this. It's like, oh, well, let's close it out with another, you know, topical thing. And we're so bad at being topical. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that it's just like it seemed like a and like we need something for January, so it just it seemed like okay, this is the time, <laughs> and we need something for January. <laughs> no, that's how I feel. Like I was like <laughs> that marks like time number twelve. I was where I was like about to cry Aww. during this whole thing, and it was like the last one got me. I thought after the Mary Louise Parker speech that I was home free. And then, like, that one just, like, slapped me. And I was like, oh, no, I should have kept my guard up. <laughs> I like it. Honestly, I've never seen you cry, so it's nice to see it. Um, <laughs> I'm a human being, Ryan. Well, I have emotions like anyone else. Well, it's nice to see it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, no, it's a fucking emotional ending to a, yeah. a six-hour production that we've been sitting through. So I understand. Like, it's emotional. Yeah. It just, I don't know. That Yeah, that last speech. It was only when Pryor was talking. When Lewis got up there, I was like, eh, go away, Lewis. 
I know. Fucking Lewis. I mean, it's I not- have no sympathy for that man or empathy. Get a, get the, you, you deserve nothing. It, it was nice to see him like when he's like, I want to come back. And prior Walter was like, no, never, ever. And then like the scene ends. Like, it's not like an explanation. It's not like but what you did is get, unforgivable. He still gets to be like the, the angel friend. of Oceania. <laughs> and the, like, that was before. That was before. Okay. Well, he still gets to be like a friend that gets to come in and spew his fucking politics all over your <laughs> Now you were so face. upset. You're like, shut up, Lewis. I'm like, God, go away. I mean, I understand. You got to, like, in a pandemic. I've realized that, like, I have certain friends that I keep close and, like, you know, I'm willing to hang out with you and do this podcast and, like, uh, I consider you, like, a- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, like, you consider me Lewis? Uh, I was going to say, a I consider Lewis? you, like, a Lewis, but that's, oh, that's not true. Oh, my God. That's not true. That's not I true. hope I'm more of a Belize. Like, obviously, I'm not as fabulous, but. No, I definitely. More in that camp. No, I definitely don't consider you that way. Like, I. At I, the very I, least, a Hannah. Lewis is a person that you need to, like, cut out of your life. He's toxic. Mm. He's bad. He's a person who hates himself, and then he spews that hate all over everybody around yeah, him. because he had no intention of coming back to you until he found out that, like, his little, like, you know, hot Mar- Marlboro Man butt boy was actually, like, this hugely conservative Republican. Yeah, and then suddenly he comes, he, he's like, oh, I feel bad about what I did. Like, don't, don't. No, take- you don't feel bad. You got left. Like, you got dumped, and now you're going, crawling back. I don't like Lewis. I don't, I think, I think that's a sore spot in this story for me. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't deserve the redemption that he gets. You think they should have swapped out uh, Lois for Joe? No. No? Both of them deserve what they get? Because, like... Well, I mean, maybe. I, uh, they should swap out fucking uh, uh, Harper. <laughs> but she, she, she's not she's not a group player. She's not a participant. She needs to strike out on her own. Well, they can have three. Yeah. Have it, have okay. it, be, have Just... it be Joe's mom, uh, Belize... And and prior and prior and you're done. I don't. You don't need Joe to come in. I hate. I hate it at the end when he's like, and Joe's coming in to explain some. Like, Lewis is coming in to explain. I'm sorry. Yeah, and Lewis is coming in to explain some shit. And you're just like, I don't want to hear anything Lewis has to say anymore. He sucks. My personal opinion. Yeah. I don't know. But well, no. I mean, he is shitty. Like he laughed prior at like the. the at the point where like Pryor needed someone the most. And then the only time that he comes back to Pryor is when he's like, I need to like clear my conscience mm-hmm. with you. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Like there's no, there's no redemption for him because now and then suddenly it's just like, Oh, I guess, uh, uh, you did your, your, your niceness and we're connected now. I mean, Pryor does say, cause like the movie, the, the last scene takes place in 1990 and he's like, I've been living with AIDS now for, five whole years which is six months longer than i live with lewis so it does sort of say like AIDS is more livable than lewis is yeah and i mean he was also prior is also friends with belize who was also an ex mm-hmm. so well, ca- yeah kind of i mean that's nice to show gays still being friends with exes after they break up but you they should, should start a podcast should, together exactly you should cut Lewis out of your life. Lewis is bad news. He mm. sucks. Mm-hmm. He's mean and 
selfish and he's not worth your time sure. personally that's how i feel I, I would be like you know what after our relationship is over we're done like you're done i don't want but that's just personal that's just me yeah i mean watching this because it's like we don't get a big insight into too many people's lives like i don't know what prior did for a living <laughs> like nothing. no idea yeah. yeah yeah we don't know um i don't know i was watching this i was like what if what if coronavirus was only transmitted from like vagina to vagina like what if only lesbians got coronavirus like you can bet we wouldn't care about it <laughs> as a nation <laughs> yeah I, I was like all the hullabaloo that like we've done for coronavirus as it stands right now but like you know the the trump administration barely cared about it like how much would they care about it if it was only like a, a minority that didn't vote for him? I know already? it's crazy. I feel like it. The United States government didn't give a shit about AIDS until Magic Johnson got it. Yeah, in like ninety four or whatever that was. Like, yeah. Suddenly it's like, oh, a straight basketball player has this disease. Now we have to care about it. You're talking like fourteen years into this fucking pandemic, mm-hmm. like. To me, when I think, when I look back, I don't know if this is the truth, but like when I look back on the history, it just feels like that's when like straight people were finally like, oh no, this could happen to me. Well, yeah. it's like, honey, we've been dealing with this for a decade plus. Well, because like, I don't know how true these are, but there's like reports of like Rock Hudson called Nancy Reagan, like asking for like support and like, you know, AZT and stuff like that. And like he was denied, you know, stuff like that. Like you hear... Like, all the time, and I don't know how much truth there is to it, but, yeah, it wasn't until, like, people that, either straight people or people that straight people admired got HIV that, like, suddenly, it's like, oh, we need to, like, put money into research yeah. and, yeah, you know, get this done. It just shows you where this country's values are. But this is one thing that, that, from part four that I've been thinking about, but I wanted to save for part six, but it's, like, the angel is essentially asking prior to be a conservative prophet. Like her ask to prior is to stop progress. Hmm. And hmm. he goes up to heaven to say that you can't stop progress. Like part of the human wheels that we desire that we want. And by that very nature, like we move forward, we go, we want new things and to me, like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, this is like, you know, MAGA right here. Like, we need to, to stop moving forward. We, we need to go back to when things were good and just live in that for forever. And, like, that's sort of what the angel is was asking of Prior Walter. Mm. And, like, in this one, like, he's he rejects that. Like, he, uh, even when he gets up to heaven and he's, like, making his case to, like, the, the judges... Uh, I didn't count. Is there nine judges up there? Is it like a Supreme Court? No, I thought it was like five or seven. Maybe it was seven. But him saying that like he can't, he, he like he says like time only goes one direction. We can't go backwards. Like we can't go back to a time that, you know, this unseen God deemed okay or or, or this set of people deemed okay and just freeze things here that's just not how things work and like that's why he refuses to be the prophet he's like we we can't and he's like even though this sucks like i want more life like i want to keep moving forward i acknowledge the addiction but i want more of it 
I mean, I, I don't understand conservative ideology in general. When, when I think of like how the the way any it's going to play out in the long run, I think of like a progressive idea as like, oh, everyone gets taken care of and nobody's dying and like it's it's just a better world. And I like I look at the conservative agenda playing out and it's like everyone for themselves you have guns and you shoot people if anyone comes on your land like to me i like i just i just struggle to understand and i know that this is just like the republican party playing off of people's fears but like if you if you just look at the conservative agenda and let it play out it's like there's there's nothing for anybody like it's all just you get you know three feet of land and you have a gun and you have to defend it from everybody else who might take your land right who wants that i don't understand i don't understand the ideology behind that oh it also no abortions (laughs) yeah for some reason for some reason but like i think it's uh one of the characters is it maybe it's mary louise parker who, who talks about the painful progress that's like we're always sort of longing for what we left behind while dreaming about what's ahead. And for me, like right now, like I know this is like small and like the, the grand scheme of things, but like I just moved off Capitol Hill for like the first time in 15 years. And it's like, I still work on Capitol Hill. And it's like, I was walking down to the reef to buy edibles. And I just kind of realized, I was like, you know, downtown, like when you're walking around, it's all storefronts and shops. And even though there might be like apartments or condos on top of it, like it's all businesses on the first floor. And on Capitol Hill, I'm like, oh, you can kind of see into people's like homes on the first floor. Like people live there. There's not necessarily businesses. And like, I'm walking around, like looking into like people's homes. And I'm kind of like, nostalgic from like oh that's the way i used to live you know and i was like you know i was like oh maybe when my lease is up i'll move back to the hill and like get a place like this because i like these old buildings and you know i i like this style of living but it's like that is like sort of the conservatism that they're talking about in angels in america where it's like you're looking back wanting to like reclaim something but like i'm sure i'm looking at through rose tinted glasses like i'm also living in like the best place i've ever lived (laughs) like that's the other side of it like i don't know so when she was talking about like longing for what you left behind i'm like is it just that i was young and maybe things were simpler for me that i'm thinking back on it or is it was it actually better like you know it might be an unanswerable question but and that's how i think like maga people are like they just don't realize that they're wearing like rose tinted glasses a lot of the time or they don't realize what it would have been like 30 years ago if you were gay or black or something like we talk about how like it would be fun to go back in time and like see what like new york was like in the gritty warriors 70s and stuff like that but it's like would you really want to live in like the united states through the 1980s like as a gay man no <laughs> I would actually like to be born a little later. Thank you very much. Like I think of the next generation and the generation after that at this point. Because you could be a TikTok star. All ancient. your dance moves. Thank you. But like, you know, I'm 40. So that means like it's not just millennials. Millennials? It's a generation 
Z now that's coming up. And it's like, that's two generations of people who have had it better than me in the gay queer department. You're a trailblazer, though. Where would these queer kids be without Oh Man? Well, whatever. But, uh, I'm happy. I mean, honestly, like, I think it's great. I think uh, do whatever. <laughs> like, I'm glad I'm glad that I was gay and out for you to be who you are, you know? Yeah. Whatever that means. No, this one, I don't know. It got it got me all emotional. Got me having deep, heavy thoughts. Well, before we get too far, I want to satisfy all the people who listened to episode one. A little pin that we put in. (laughs) The production designer who I was like, Oh, I know that name. (laughs) Uh, the name is Stuart Wurzel. And uh, he has done nothing that I've recognized <laughs> before. <laughs> so, wrong. I was going to say, because I was like, I know Jeffrey Wright's been in tons of stuff. He was Basquiat in the movie Basquiat. That's it. Yes. I, okay. That, that's good. Um, David Bowie's in that movie. He is. Yeah. David Bowie plays Andy Warhol. That's right. He's been in a lot of other stuff, too. Like, he was in The Manchurian Candidate, Broken Flowers, Syriana. Casino Royale. Okay. Um, he was in, he was he played Colin Powell in W, the Oliver Stone movie. I like it. Um, he was Muddy Waters in Cadillac Records. Uh, yeah. So no, like he's been in tons of stuff, and he's done voice acting work. He's like in a couple episodes of Rick and Morty. Um, he plays Bernard in Westworld, which I haven't seen yet. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. He's been in tons of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. So pay off for people who've been listening <laughs> since episode one of this uh, run. So. And who couldn't IMDB it themselves. <laughs> They've been waiting this, I don't know, three, four weeks at this point. Like, oh my God, what are they going to say? So I watch this every three, four years or so. I think the last time I watched this was probably like 2016. And you said that you hadn't watched it in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? Like overall? Overall, I was very surprised at its evergreenness. Mm, Like mm. a lot of things that they talked about, it just feels like we're still dealing with. Sure. Like especially just, which makes me sad because it just feels like, oh, American politics are the same thing they were. uh, 35 years ago. Yeah. So it's like nothing has changed. But it is nice to know that people were realizing that also at that time period too, being like, this is what's going on and I'm going to talk about it. And also just like, it it is interesting to see how a relationship to AIDS has changed. Hmm. Like, you know, at the time it, especially for gay people, I mean, think about it. It was like, uh, like going back to episode one, like you show that you have the uh, sarcoma you're marked for death. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's going to be a slow, horrible, painful, shitty death where you're like, you're, you're shitting and blood and like all sorts of gross stuff. And you're just going to waste away for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of, it's good to, to have um, that reminder that like, that's how it was, but that's not what it is anymore. And also just like, I mean, it's important to, and maybe I'm overstepping my bounds here, but like it was like a Holocaust. And so to in have, a way, yeah, to have it like the Jewish connection here with um, Tony Kushner and uh, 
Roy Cohn and um, Ethel Rosenberg. Like that's not there because it's not important. Right. And so it's like there was something that wiped out a huge generation of people of one group of people. Sure. Because of malevolence. And like that's what happened to gay people in the 80s. Like we, we were wiped out because of a government's indifference right like you know you know the holocaust was because of a overactive government like the aids crisis was because of neglect essentially yeah and um, i think that's important to remember i mean I, and i think that that could also be said of, of the current coronavirus that it's like oh 100 it's the same thing except this time it's not just affecting a small um right this one group of people <laughs> yeah like a, a a minority this time it's like it could be anybody yeah although i guess you could argue that it's like it mostly only kills old people, but it's like, yeah, honey, but a- like anyone even, can get it. And we don't know what the long-term effects of it I, are. I was going to say, cause like, I know people my age or even younger who, who have gotten it. And even when they've tested clear for it, they still get winded really easily. Oh, yeah. Um, like they still have some of the symptoms, even though the virus is gone. We don't know what the long-term effects are. Yeah. So it's like, yeah it's like he did survive like uh but it's like it may have like permanent effects on like lung capacity and other things so that's all important to remember yeah <sighs> shoot i feel like i had one more point and i can't think of what i was gonna well ask. i have one more point that i'm gonna say yeah do i it. usually cr- well the last time i saw this i guess i've only seen this once before but like my biggest cry i'm watching this last time was when ellen Rosenflax um, sings to Roy. Like, oh, she, despite what a piece of shit he is, she still is willing to, like, send him off and, like, forgive him in that way. And then he comes back yeah. in that shitty, ha-ha, I got you way. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, die. <laughs> die now and burn in a fire. I hope you are, I hope you burn in hell. Like, I, and I think that's what I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. But it's like you 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 get this like such emotional moment and then have it be undercut by him going, ha ha. Yeah. The worst person you can imagine saying, ha ha, I got you. And I'm like, I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> flames. Flames, flames on, the, on the side of my, my face. face. <laughs> and th- I mean, this time it didn't get me as much because I knew it was coming. But like when you don't know it's coming, it's like, Jesus Christ. And that actually reminds me of the last thing that I wanted to say oh, is okay. that, um, you know, they say that like a country can be judged by how it treats its prisoners and that people can be judged by how they treat the people that they most despise. Oh, okay. And I think this is like Tony Kushner saying that like, even the people that you despise are still human beings. And obviously Ethel Rosenberg probably fucking hates Roy Cohn. <laughs> the ghost of her at least. Yeah. The should. ghost of her at least. And it's like, Lewis is there to uh, do the, the prayer of the dead, the Kaddish, and Ethel aids him in her ghostly ways. And I think this is saying that, like, you know, when they go low, we go high sort of way. Like, we have to be the bigger person, even when it comes to people that we despise. Especially when you consider the fact that they're both Jewish. Yeah. Like... All three of them were. Well, yeah, but, like, a speci- specifically, like, Roy Cohn was like death sentence for her because mm-hmm. I hate communists more than I hate like my own blood. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh, it's gross. And I kind of like that they make him that way too. Cause it's like, 
Some people are like that. Some people are irredeemable. Some people are just shit bags to the grave. Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump. Would you read the Kaddish for Mitch McConnell? Fuck no. So in in the 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 dogma of you know being judged how you treat those who you most despise, you're fine with. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, judge me all you want. That guy's a P.O.S. He's the worst. He's evil incarnate. I hate him. So, yeah, 100%. Did you enjoy our journey? Yeah, this was fun. You want to put a big pin in to to, to say what you're thinking about for our oh. series next year? <laughs> well, the, the one that came to mind. I Well, I need to research because I really don't know how many parts it is. But uh, everyone says Lonesome Dove is an amazing TV miniseries. No, we can't do Lonesome Dove. Why not? It has none of our trademarks. There's no wigs. <laughs> it's not gay. It's not female-centric. These are our hallmarks, Ryan. All right, well, you find something better. Lonesome Dove. I've always wanted to see it. More like Lonesome Dump. Okay. Uh, well, watch it and see. Like you, know, you, can, you can text me like, you know, man, there's a lot of wigs in this one. <laughs> That horse is wearing a wig. I'm sure of it. We've got a year. We've got a whole year, 2021, to figure this out. Extras. Is there a miniseries that we should cover next year? Yeah. Let's put it out to our listeners. Like, Any, anybody, let us know. Anybody know of a good uh, several part, five to six part miniseries yeah. we should we should watch? Yeah. We did Mildred Pierce, the Todd Haynes one last year, and uh, Angels in America this year. So, yeah, if there's something else... Right in that uh, meaty vein. Let us know. Let us know. So, okay. Well, I guess we'll see you in February. Uh, for the hitchhiker. That's right. And uh, yeah. Until then, keep reaching for the rainbow. Bye. Bye.